Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Robbie McTaylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Are you tired of watching the same old awesome movies? Are B-movies more your style? Then the folks over at They Call This A Movie have you covered. Join us every Thursday as we review the worst of the worst in sci-fi, action, comedy, and more. We are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Podbean at theycallthisamovie.podbean.com. They Call This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Okay. Um, hey, this is Mark Guggenheim from Arrow and DC's Legends of Tomorrow. You're listening to Geek Nation Live. Welcome, 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 everyone, to an all-new episode of Geek Vibe Live. I had to play that Mark Guggenheim drop because I haven't played drops on this show in forever, and he gloriously messed that drop up. Um, so I love to play it often to um, to kind of tease him about it. But when we get this this interview after this whole crisis um, uh, thing is over with uh, the CW. I'm definitely going to have him redo that. That was spectacularly bad. Um, especially because right before he said it, he asked me again, like, what was the name? And I'm like, just Geek Vibes Live or Geek Vibes Nation, which, which, whichever. And then he said Geek Nation Live. So, you know, <laughs> Vegas can't be chooses, I guess. Um, welcome to an all-new episode of Geek Vibes Live. As I said before, I am your host, Juwan, and I have an amazing panel today, guys. We're going to have so much fun with our topic. Um, Starting off with Tia. What's going on, Tia? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Um, I'm happy to finally be over this cold that I've had for the past two weeks. So, yeah, super excited to actually be able to breathe again. Absolutely. And to the person that Tia packed her cold to, Dan. Um, (laughs) Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. It feels great. (laughs) How you guys doing, everybody? Good, good, good. And for for anyone wondering what the first drop was we played, that was the drop from Dan um, in the amazing show that they have over there. Um, I like to play that drop every time Dan's on here. So last time I forgot. So I had to make sure I played it for you this time. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Um, And last, but certainly not least, the only person on this planet who agrees with me that unnecessary sex scenes have to get out of Hollywood. Dom, what's going on, Dom? Hey, hey, hey. What's up? It's Sunday. It's early Sunday. It feels decent in Tennessee. The Titans won last night. It's all good. Um, Dom, you probably don't know this because I don't often talk about it, but I'm a Patriots fan, so keep Titans <laughs> talk to the minimum. Um, keep it to the minimum. I would hate to have to block you from the show and fire you on the Tuesday. Um, tread very lightly. Uh, I already 
despise Kanan, and he hasn't said a word, but I know it's coming. Um, so <laughs> just you guys look out for how vicious the two of us are going to be towards each other, uh, probably over the course of the next next week and a half. Um, but all right, let's get into the show. Um, again, as Tia did say, I probably should have said this at the top of the show, but indeed, Happy New Year. We're in the new year. Um, already it started off into chaos, but, you know, it's it, 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 it's America. Um, but indeed, a happy new year. Uh, we definitely hope this one is, if not as good as the year might have been for some last year, even better. Uh, we promise you we will be even better. But all right, let's get into our topics. Let's start off with some trailer talk. We got a trailer for Quiet Place 2. Um, I actually want to go to you first, Tia, because your man, you might be the only person who talks about this guy um, as much as you do, and for good reason, by the way. <laughs> Cillian Murphy um, is in A Quiet Place too. He does not get to talk about enough as one of Hollywood's, like, best actors. Um, but, Tia, your thoughts on A Quiet Place too? You are correct, Juan. He is one of Hollywood's best actors. And I feel like the reason why he doesn't get talked about enough is that I think I remember that he is very serious with his interviews, that they are only to talk about, say, the projects that he's in. So probably because he doesn't adhere to, like, his personal info, maybe that's why he doesn't get as much exposure. But regardless, when they first announced his casting in A Quiet Place 2, I was like, I'm even more interested now. Um, and I actually recently watched the first Quiet Place movie. I didn't watch it when it first came out. I had heard it was really good, just hadn't gotten around to it, and finally I was like, let me get into this. Loved it. So the trailer for the second one is obviously really interesting because not only is it going to – not only is it – establishing that it takes place right after the first movie, but it does look like we are going to get some sort of flashbacks to how everything first started. Obviously we had that really exhilarating scene with Emily Blunt and her children in a car, um, kind of trying to navigate through the chaos that obviously was going on at the time. I am wondering if they're not showing it on purpose or if it's going to be included at all, if they're showing flashback scenes, does that mean John Krasinski is going to appear on screen? Um, so that is something to wonder. And then we have uh, the Killian Murphy scenes, which my man looks so good in a beard, all gruffed up, Rick Grimes looking type of dude. Love it. Um, and I am interested with the scenes that he has with um, the other guy, the one who, has been in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who appeared back in Captain Marvel. What is his name, Joan? Do we know the actor? Dimension? I, I don't know how to say his name. No, please please don't ask me to say it. <laughs> I just I just was told yesterday <laughs> oh, yeah, you're... I didn't know how to say Chitelli uh, Ekaford. So, uh, I still not, don't I'm, know how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, names apparently are not my expertise. Okay, well, you know who I'm talking about, right? I do. And he has yes, these yeah, so he has the scenes with Killian Murphy, but we obviously don't see him with Killian Murphy when Killian is then hooked up with Emily Blunt's family. So what happens to him? Obviously, there's other children involved at some point. It's just very interesting, and it looks to 
um, be a little more action-packed than the first one. I know that the first one had a lot, but because it was a quiet place and most of it was mute, there, say, it wasn't um, a whole lot of action till mostly the end of the movie. And I'm wondering, because they're including flashbacks and more people, if that means it's going to be even heavier with the action. So I'm excited. As you even said, um, I love Killian Murphy, like have been a huge fan of him for the past 10 years or so. It's good to see him in a more mainstream movie. And I was really impressed with the first Quiet Place. So I think the trailer looks great. And I can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, I did want to. I did want to give a lot of props to Cillian Murphy's character um, in in that trailer. He took on, um, you know, uh, well, he was willing to help a mother and, and her three kids. Um, I I'm going to be honest with you guys. In a situation where you can't make noise, I'm not really interested in you bring your infant. <laughs> um, uh, mainly because they, they just they cry a lot. So it's like isn't isn't doesn't that kind of work against what we're trying to do here? Like, you, you got to get that baby to shut up, like, now. Um, so <laughs> it's going to be fun. Like, I'm going to be very disappointed if this baby doesn't cry often. Um, and, and, you know, you see them try to find ways to kind of – like, if you looked closely in that one scene, it looked like they had this, the, the baby in some kind of container um, that maybe was, was soundproof. Um, I'm not sure, but it was definitely in some kind of container that I know isn't like an incubator. Um, so I'm curious to see what, what's going on with that. Um, but I want just real life to kind of play out in some of these scenes. And John did a great job with that. Um, in the first movie, I mean, I remember close to the end of that movie when it felt like, spoiler alert for anyone who didn't see the the first quiet place. I'll give you a second. Okay. Um, this is the first time I ever saw a movie and I was like, I really didn't want you to take him. You could have taken one of the kids. Like, I would have been fine. Take take one of the kids. I mean, they had three. You, you know, you get down to one. You got the new baby now, so you have two. Take one of the... Take the little boy. Let John Krasinski live. And, of course, they didn't. They don't really kill kids like that. Uh, but the, the movie started with a kid brutally dying, so that was interesting. But um, this trailer looked looks like a lot of fun you're right Tia. there's a lot of flashbacks i would say you would have to assume he's in um i find it hard to believe she was going through all this and he was just what like at work um you assume that they met up like probably very quickly um and i really love that scene where they were she was kind of like backing up when the bus was like coming right at her um john did yeah john did his thing with this and I wasn't really interested in seeing a lot more of these monsters. Um, I kind of wanted it to be as kind of, you know, coy as it was in the in the first movie, to where you didn't see it that often. Um, looks like we're going to see it a ton in the second movie. So, um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really excited for John Krasinski to, to knock this out of the park and get more projects. I want John Krasinski to become the Jordan Peele. That is what my hope is with this movie, is that he becomes that. Um, and we just see <laughs> those two just dominating the uh, the horror world. Um, but, Dom, I'm going to go to you next, man. What were your thoughts for the trailer, the first official trailer for A Quiet Place 2? So I, like Tia, just watched it. 
uh, even more recently though I watched it I want to say last weekend um, and I'm a big fan of The Walking Dead so this trailer is very interesting with like Murphy said that you know there's people the people that are left are probably not worth saving because when you get to a, a dystopian like society your enemy, it, start, it may start off as some kind of monster or whatever it is, but then it eventually becomes a people because you're fighting for resources, you're fighting for, you know, places to stay because one might be more fortified than, than uh, any others. Um, so, yeah, it looked, really, it looked really, really good. And the one thing I was trying to figure out in the first one is why you would even have – a kid, like, I know that everybody's gone, so Walmart is empty. Go steal some condoms, bro. Like, like why would you want to <laughs> why would you want to have a kid? Like, and, and you had to be so quiet. Had the, the kids had to hear you. Well, one of them had to hear what you was doing. I mean, but that's, that's a little too far. But, yeah, I don't I was, that was that was one of the things that I didn't understand, and it happened in The Walking Dead, too. Like, why are you having a kid during an apocalypse type event? Um, but yeah, no, the, this trailer looks really good. The um, When I first uh, – when I saw the teaser, I hadn't watched the movie yet. And then once I saw – I think I saw it on Hulu. So I was like, All right, let me go watch it. And I was like, oh, because I think Tia mentioned something about the foot. And I was like, okay, now this makes sense uh, after I watched the movie. And, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited for it because it's, it's – um, it was kind of refreshing to see something um, – you know, it's not completely original in the fact that, you know, we've seen movies where it's kind of an end-of-the-world, like, event with a, a, a monster or an alien or some kind of being from another place, but that it wasn't as predictable as, you know, other movies like there have been. Um, I, too, am kind of don't want to see the monsters as much because it kind of – I like to – like, signs, you didn't see the aliens as much, so it kind of creates – more of a build-up and of, like, what is it, how big is it, how many are there. Um, but, no, I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It it, it does kind of pause. Like, it does make kind of pausing, though. Like, you get it. Like, you're in love. You know, that, that doesn't dodge because it's the end of the world. But you have to be smart and go, probably wouldn't be smart to, you know, <laughs> do anything to create noise. You know, like giving birth to a child. <laughs> um, I tell you what, Emily Blunt, I give her so much. Do you know how hard it it probably was to portray a character that just stepped on a huge nail? You're probably bleeding out. You're delivering a baby while while covering your mouth and trying your best not to scream. Um, and it's like the baby comes out, then it's like, you gotta get the baby to shut up. It's just, it's all like, I love that Krasinski put that in there because it's real and it just, it added to the suspense. Like, all right, how are you going to get this infant baby to shut up so you don't all die? Um, you know, so I'm like, that That was interesting. I will say the only thing I hated about A Quiet Place is the same thing I hated about Bird Box is that like, the, the fix to the problem was just so random. Like, a, a bird box. Like, alright, you can't look. So, 
it would make sense that blind people are, you know, are the code. Like, that, mm-hmm. that, that's who you go to. They can't see. So it's like, they can just go on about their lives. Like, it's normal. I, I'm, I'm used to being blind. So, so what? Um, you know, and it's like, well, duh. And then in a quiet place, her hearing aids? So wait, so high-pitched <laughs> sound is what's their issue? It's like, all right, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. All right, come on now. You, you guys are crazy with this. Um, so, I mean, I am curious to see um, if, you know, they explain that to Cillian Murphy's character and they try to weaponize it, um, you know, stuff like that. I am curious to see how they go about that. Um, but, yeah, it was just like, all right, come on. <laughs> you could have been a little bit more creative. Like, it's okay to create monsters that die from bullets. Like, you don't have to go that far. <laughs> um, like, people just try too hard sometimes. Like, a gun or a knife should work. Um, John would still be here if a gun or a knife still worked. Um, or if the girl was smart enough to figure that out sooner. But anyway, um, Dan, <laughs> have you seen um, A Quiet Place? And did you like the trailer for A Quiet Place too? I did watch the trailer. Uh, I'm going to be – I feel like I'm the only one here. I'm not really looking forward to this movie. I, I thought what A Quiet Place did was very unique. And I was hoping that they wouldn't capitalize on its success by making a sequel. Because I, I just like the idea of you, they wander out into the wilderness, they're on their own, and whatever happens, happens. And uh, I, I thought the trailer was okay. Uh, it looks more – I agree with Tia. This looks like it's going to be more action-based, so where the first uh, – Quiet Place will be more of an alien movie. This looks like it's going to be aliens, so more action packed. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't give the first one enough praise. It was so good, and we were talking. I was talking about it with some friends where he had just seen A Quiet Place at home, and he was like, "It, it just doesn't hit the same way as seeing it in the movie theater because every- everything's quiet. You have that ambiance. So you- I feel like." maybe in the the second quiet place, you're not really going to need that because if there's going to be noise, it'll just be your run of the mill action horror kind of movie. But I'm I'm not to say that I don't think it's going to be good. I just, I'm not as excited about it as you guys are. I I don't necessarily disagree with you. I mean, you, you look at this and people, you know, first thing people were saying after the first, uh, quiet Place was how genius John Krasinski was because um, he wrote it and he directed it um, so that you know anything that we thought was good about that movie John Krasinski right so you go man right. this was one of those one of those once in a lifetime great horror movies it's like us you don't do a you don't do a us too like no you, you leave that movie to where we're we're questioning things forever um, you know, you don't make movies like that uh, to have a sequel, but I think where this is very unique is that John has a chance to give us what a, um, what we hated about, well, let me not say we, what I hated about Bird Box. I'm like, at no point did anyone explain when this started, how this started, why this started. So it's like, I am a little curious on how these big ass monsters just appeared one day. Like, what are they? Now, where I think gets into what you're saying is if you're John Krasinski, what you have to, what you have to try to do is make sure 
that it's not a cliche. Like it's not the oh aliens invaded and the ship came and then they like you have to make it super creative, um you know because the payoff has to be worth it. We've been wondering, or maybe not you necessarily, but we've been wondering where did they come from? Why are they here? Why is it that sound bothers them? So it's a lot of questions that I know a lot of people do have a, purely about the monsters um, that seemingly this will explain, but you do kind of work yourself into a box because it's like the campy cliche, you know, like picture if us did a sequel um, and then it explained the, you know, it, it explained things a lot more. Like, is there more, has this happened more before? Um, and then it was just so cliche. Like it was bad. Like the payoff wasn't that good. We would kind of go, this is why you don't make sequels to movies this good. Um, so, I mean, I, I get you. I get you. I, I felt that way with Smoke and Aces. I thought that that was one of uh, Hollywood's best movies, and then they ruined it by making a sequel that was like a Netflix budget. So I'm like, oh, and I'm talking about Netflix when it first started. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> um, so I'm completely with you, man. Some things just don't need to be touched. But if this is good, then okay. But usually history tells us it doesn't usually work out that way. So I'm sorry, Tia, were you saying something? Hello? No, I wasn't. Okay. No. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, all right. Let's move on to the trailer that I could not wait to talk about from the man himself, as we were just mentioning him, Jordan Peele, executive producer of the show, The Hunters. Um, this show looks like it's going to be so much fun. Al Pacino, that is one of the people that I'm like, can we preserve? Can we put him in, like, kind of, like, like glass bubble or something. So like this man never gets gets hurt or or anything like that. He is doing his best acting at the old age that he's at. Well, let me not say that old, but the older he gets, it seems like the better he gets. I'll say that. Um this show looks like so much fun like I said before. Pretty much um it, it's a squad that's out hunting Nazis that are still existing. In America, um, genius idea. I don't even know how Jordan Peele got a part of this project, but I'm glad he did because it kind of has a feel of Jordan. Um, the humor is great. Um, the cast looks so much fun. I, I just can't wait to see this show in a few weeks. Um, Dom, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts uh, for this first trailer for The Hunters that uh, premieres on Amazon Prime? <laughs> Uh, it looks very intriguing. Like the the fact that uh, first thing that grabbed me was that it said that it was um, that you know inspired by true events. And I was like, oh shit! Now I need to look this up and see where these group of people were. They were, you know, hunting uh, Nazis that were, you know, I guess essentially like sleeper cell types in America. Um, and then of course, like Al Pacino. <clears throat> has always been one of my favorites. And then you attach him with, you know, Josh Radner, and then you throw in Jordan Peele. Like, I don't know what goes on in Jordan Peele's brain, and I'm really hoping that whatever it is, I have some of that too, and it can one day leak out onto pages because his mind works so uniquely that everything he touches, you know, is always phenomenal. Um and yeah, I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of. Um, I want to say the, the there's a movie 
I want to say it was called like maybe Lady Killers, and it had like um, Tom Hanks and uh, Marlon Wayans. Where they got like a there were a group of guys that got together, and they all had different skill sets, and they were trying to like rob a bank underneath this old lady's house. Um, and it kind of gave me that vibe, just like you got this band of people together. They met, they probably don't get along, but they all are have very unique talents, and they're all necessary. Um, this one, they do look a little more cohesive. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be, you know, somebody who doesn't completely agree with what's, what the group's doing or someone who loves somebody else. It looks really good. Um, and I'm really mad that we have so many streaming services and Prime is just, you know, dangling all these shows in front of my face, and I'm going to have to, you know, pay for something else probably. <laughs> but, no, it looks it looks really good. I'm right there with you, man. One thing I did want from this show, and <clears throat> I always do this, it's my problem. I think too far ahead. I want, I want, first of all, I want this team to be into, I want this team to be interchangeable. So I want a few of its members to die. Um, and then I want this to be an organization that's like, why? Like it has a lot of people, maybe in different states or whatever that they could pull from. Um, but I do want to see new faces part of this team, but I don't want to see like a Justice League you know, size, Justice League Unlimited size uh, team. I just right. want to see a small little team like they have, but I want to see its parts change. Um, clearly, we have two main characters. Um, the the kid whose mother got murdered and Al Pacino. Like, those are your two main characters, clearly. Um, so, obviously, they wouldn't change, but I do want to see the other pieces change. Um, I'd even like to see the Nazis do something really clever, like... Um, get someone to infiltrate the team. Um, and then, you know, they screw them up. Like, I want you to really have fun with this show, mainly because, uh, like you like you just said, Dom, um, Amazon Prime is racking it up with the shows, but a lot of people aren't talking about Amazon Prime. So it's like this show, along with the boys, you know, you hope to really get things shaking. Um, so I'm like, I need this show to be a hit hit because I want season two, I want season three. Um, Al Pacino in a show form? Are you serious? I want as much of that as I can get. Um, but it just it, it looks like a lot of fun. The first thing I saw when I saw this um, was Inglorious Bastards. Um, oh, yeah. Such an Inglorious Bastards feel um, to where I'm like, are they going to carve swastikas in their foreheads? I'm like, no, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're not going to do that. Only Quentin is that crazy. Um, but I, I, I had a lot of fun with this trailer. And I've been talking about my hype for this this show for a while, so I was really excited to see that we finally got the trailer. Cause it debuts soon. Um, but I will say, Dom, you got to get Amazon Prime, and T is going to agree with me, purely for the fact that the boys mm-hmm. comes back in like a few months. Yeah. <laughs> like, the boys will be back. Um, and that season two for that looks like it's even more crazier than season one, which is a really good thing. Um, but yeah, this this trailer looks great. Uh, Tia, what are your thoughts for the, uh, the first trailer for the the hunters? Well, first of all, I have to say, Dom, you need Amazon Prime. It's pretty much <laughs> one of the essential uh, streaming services. Not only do you have this coming out, The Boys, Sneaky Pete, even though it got canceled, still three solid seasons. Um, and as you guys know, I love the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I understand may not be something that a man would want to watch, but it's still worth it for me to have Amazon Prime over. But um, I'm going to echo uh, what Juwan said about 
the Hunters trailer, I really expected someone to come out and say, we're doing one thing and one thing only, killing Nazis. And I was like, <laughs> where is it coming from, man? Um, yeah, the aesthetic looks great. I really like this kind of um, renaissance of Al Pacino kind of coming back because uh, I feel like there were maybe some years where he kind of was, I don't know, not really doing anything of note, um, maybe behaving a little crazy. I don't know. There, there was just a period of time where I kind of felt like Al Pacino was falling off, and now he's coming back and he's flexing his acting chops in this older age, and I really like it. And Logan Lerman, the only thing I really know him from is uh, from Fury, um, David Ayer's film. So to me, it's going to be interesting seeing him in this capacity. As I said, I really like the aesthetic. I didn't realize it was a TV show at first. I thought maybe it was a movie, so that's really cool. And it's Jordan Peele. He knows what he's doing. Um, and to see, I'm going to be really interested to see his take on this type of subject line. And honestly, who doesn't love a show or a movie where you just get to kill a bunch of Nazis? So I think it looks great. And um, if it's coming out in a few weeks, it'll definitely be on my list to check out. Oh, 100%. 100%. And it's funny because Logan Lerman, um, <laughs> fun fact, was who I wanted to be Spider-Man. When everyone wanted Ace of really? Beard, I'm like, Logan Lerman. And then, like, it figures Kevin Feige came out of nowhere with Tom Holland and I'm like yeah yeah that that's Spider-Man like that he looks just the ultimate Spider-Man from the comics like you did such a great job but Logan Lerman I love Logan Lerman um Asa Buford was coming off of that that galactic movie that he did whatever that movie's called like there's a lot of buzz around him but he's disappeared since um Logan Lerman kind of did the same thing he was really hot around there. That's why their names were, were highly considered. And then, boom, out of nowhere, Tom Holland. Feige does it again. But, yeah, just a little fun fact. He was, he was who I wanted for um, for Spider-Man. But, uh, Dan, I'm going to you, man. Did you check out the Twist of the Hunters? I did. I, I liked how it was set to the uh, Talking Head Psycho Killer. I like that song. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I feel like this – yeah, I feel like this is – I agree. I feel like um, – you have a little bit of Inglorious Bastards in there mixed with the A team of Nazi hunters. Uh, yeah. Everyone has their own specific, oh, you know, this person, you know, is a master of disguise. These people are weapons experts. You know, we have a soldier here. So it definitely, and how could you not like, you know, this type of, of show? And I, I'm going to echo that you need to get Amazon Prime because they have some good <laughs> stuff coming out. Not not only Boys season two. I think, I believe Lord of the Rings comes out this year. Maybe late this year, the uh, Amazon Prime series of Lord of the Rings. It's either that or 2021. I can't remember now. But either way, I I'm glad I have it because I'll be watching both of those. Uh, yeah, Pacino has been he's been kicking ass lately. Obviously, you know Irishman, and this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean. As someone who is working towards their social studies uh, certification for high school, how could I not enjoy something like this? Uh, I I enjoyed that movie with Oscar Isaac in it. Uh, Not Overlord. Yeah, uh, Overlord, I believe. 
that was yeah. pretty good. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, this is essentially the same premise where it, they're just hunting down escaped Nazis. How how could you go wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I, I feel as though defeating or killing Nazis is like Hollywood's cheat code. It's like, hey, you want to do something really cool? Everyone's always down to see some Nazis being taken out. It's like, yeah, no, it works right. every time. It works every right. time. <clears throat> so I'm like, yeah, keep keep pulling from the well. <laughs> the well apparently never gets dry, so yeah, keep pulling. Um, but well, yeah, especially nowadays was, because they've come back. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, very weird, right? So I assume yeah. we're gonna be getting more projects like this. <laughs> um, but no, I I really, 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 really enjoyed this trailer. Um, I am a huge fan of what this looks like it's going to be doing. If it follows what I'm hoping it does and we get interchangeable characters, they kind of expand it a little bit. This is really going to be one of my favorite shows of this year, um, which is saying a lot. Because uh, The Mandalorian comes back. Titans comes back. Doom Patrol comes back. Boys comes back. And I'm saying in January, The Hunters could be my show of the year. Um, so I hope it lives up to that because it looks like it has all all the right parts to do so. Um, so I'm just hoping that it, it lives up to that, and it's a great season. I did want to add to you, I watch all of Sneaky mm. Pete. If I heard you talk about Sneaky Pete once, so I'm like, all right, you know, I, I didn't see his taste, so I'm going to check it out. That last season was just like, you should have stopped the season before, like ended it with that. That would have been fine. Oh, yeah. We would have been like, oh, man, you know, we're going to have. I feel as though Sneaky Pete had the same problem Dexter did in its last season. It just went a season too many, which I, I think sometimes you have to realize we, we don't have anything. And if you don't, take which a while. Probably, Go ahead. Which is probably why it got canceled in the first place, because after the third season came out, Amazon Prime announced that they weren't doing any more seasons. Right. Yeah. I mean, it just it, – Sometimes shows that, even shows that only have three or four seasons or shows that have six seasons, they just have the issue of going on longer than they um than they do. And it has a lot to do with the story. Like, if you're telling me it's about a guy who's stealing someone else's identity, well, once you've gotten past that everyone knows <laughs> that, everyone knows that there's, there's no other story to tell. That's the story. So it's like, end it. <laughs> end it now. Um, and I really was not a fan of how that last season ended. I actually won another season to wash away that season. Because, um, you know, you'd, you'd <laughs> the assume. The best season was season one. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But you'd assume a show that's been gone for a while to come back with a great idea and finalize it um, with one great last season. That That's what everyone hopes a show can do. Um, that's what I'm hoping Lucifer does. Um, so, I mean, it just, it, it got caught up within itself and it was not a good last season. I just wanted to say that I enjoyed the show, but that last season, no bueno. Um, all right. Well, you know what I wanted to tell you just before oh, ahead, when you sorry. were naming off, when you were naming off all of the shows that are coming out this year, you know, I have to mention it because you said that you've been watching it recently. Um, Narcos Mexico comes out February 13th. So another awesome show coming back this year and very soon i actually feel really bad i stopped watching narcos mexico to watch lucifer 
Um, so now oh, I gotta John. get back, I gotta get back into it before um before the Huntress comes out and that just consumes my life. Um, I was actually just catching up on movies. I just saw the Gemini Man. Um, I saw Zombieland two, and I saw one other movie. I don't know why I can't remember it. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I just was catching up on movies. So um, I can try to get back to Narcos Mexico, but um, no, I got you, T. I got you. Um, okay. all right, let's move on. Let's move on to our main topic. I want to throw a couple rumors out there, guys, and I want to give you a rumor that I'm I'm hearing. I'll start with the rumor that I'm hearing. Uh, apparently, Kevin Feige sat down with a top actor in Hollywood, um, and was pitching them a huge role for the MCU going forward in this. Uh, this big Hollywood actor turned Feige down. I'm being told it was a resounding no. Like, no thank you. No thank you. I I, I want no parts. Um, and apparently, from what I'm hearing, the actor possibly was Hugh Jackman. Feige was trying to pitch Dr. Doom to Hugh Jackman. And Hugh Jackman just isn't really interested in getting back into this world, especially when you're telling him you have a long, like a long role plan for him. So it's like not one or two movies. It's probably a long time. Um, so he's just not really that interested. I, I think he's kind of gotten the, um, the, the Broadway uh, bug. And I think he's gotten like the Oscar buzz uh, bug. So he wants to do more projects like that. Um, so that's what I'm hearing, but take it with a huge, huge jar of salt. Um, you know, because like I said, this, this isn't like from anyone from Marvel or anything, but it's what I'm, it's what I'm hearing. And I'm like, I'm, I could see it. I mean, Hugh Jackman would be a really interesting Dr. Doom. I think you should go with Oscar Isaac, um, for Dr. Doom because it's the way out there, uh, one, and we know he could act circles. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's what I was hearing. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, but I think you guys will be hearing a lot more about this rumor soon. Um, I don't really need to go around and see what you guys think about it. Cause it's a rumor. So we don't really need to breathe more life into it than I already did. Um, but I just wanted to throw it out there, but all right, let's go on to our other rumors that I also think are far-fetched. One of them being... Uh, apparently from, I think it was, what, Tia, what was it, MCU Cosmic or something like that, had a report saying yeah. that apparently the Hulk and Namor are back with Marvel, and they worked out a deal with Universal. Now, here's why I'm telling you that's bullshit. If you've ever been to Universal, the Hulk is one of their, uh, I believe, 4D rides, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Universal is very aware on what the Hulk makes them revenue-wise, because you could make fun theme park uh, attractions with a character like the Hulk. There's a reason why Universal has had the rights to both Namor and Hulk for what seems to be forever. They're petty. They're very petty. They at any time could have said, you know what, especially when Disney bought Marvel, they could have said at any time, you know what, give us a number. Like, we're not doing anything with them, give us a number. And they chose not to. So it leads me to believe they don't have any interest in doing so. Um, so I find it extremely hard to believe because if it was a deal that could have been done, it would have been done already. 
Um, and we would have heard something from a major trade. But, T, I'm going to go to you first. What are your thoughts on this rumor? First of all, I'm going to say that I had no idea that Universal owned the rights to the Hulk and Namor, specifically because we've seen the Hulk in, you know, the MCU. And I'm just astonished how uh, how far spread Marvel characters were to multiple um, studios. Like, to me, and I guess this is just ignorance, I really thought that the only people who still held uh, Marvel characters other than Disney were Sony. So that is well, certainly news to me. Sorry, well, I did want, no, no, I did want to just say this because a lot of people probably don't know this. Stan Lee in the early to mid-90s was kind of going through it. Comic books weren't necessarily selling like hotcakes like they were before. And he was trying to make TV shows, movies, and they weren't really getting off the ground. Um, So he sold the rights, Fox, Sony, Universal. Um, And then you saw an influx of movies from who? Fox, Sony, Universal. Um, Cartoons started being made. Um, you know, video games, like all the stuff that Stanley wanted to stem from his comics were starting to play out. Um, and, you know, he had to kind of, he kind of put himself in a box where he kind of had to sell uh, the rights to some of these characters. Unfortunately, he sold the rights to more of his prominent characters um, instead of like Iron Man or, or Thor or something. He sold Spider-Man because that was very famous. Uh, that was very big back then. Hulk. Um, the X-Men, Fantastic Four. So the only children that Stan Lee does not have back yet is the Hulk and Namor. No one really cares about Namor. He's essentially just Marvel's Aquaman, or you could say Aquaman is DC's Namor. Um, but yeah, the, the, the deal that they have, Tia, is a partnership deal. Same one that Sony has with Marvel right now, to where it's like, you can use him, but you can't use him on his own. Like, like that, that's, that's us. We we do that. Um, so that's why Mark Ruffalo keeps telling us, like, I want a Hulk movie, but, like, they can't do it. So I had to be in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, um, <laughs> like, that's why poor Mark Ruffalo is probably going to be uh, latched on to She-Hulk um, because they can't do a Hulk movie. So if this rumor does turn out to be true, it will suck because it means the best storyline you had for the Hulk you now can't do in a solo movie because it's been done in Ragnarok, which was World War Hulk, um, which is when Hulk got banned to another planet by the Avengers. Um, he became the ruler of that planet, and when the planet started to be destroyed, he took his revenge on the Avengers by coming back to Earth with some of his buddies that he made on that planet um, and just started wreaking havoc. I would have loved to have seen out of control Hulk. But now we have this Professor Hulk that just. I'm, I'm going to pass it back to you, Tia, before I get upset again. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to tell people why Stanley had to uh, lose weight at the time. No, and I, I knew that. Um, so I knew that's the reason why Spider Man wasn't uh, part of what the movie universe for so long. It's just I didn't realize that Universal had. Right, so I think I had only thought that it was Sony and Fox. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a rumor that has to be taken with a grain of salt. Um, I know that 
and I know nothing really about Namor except for the fact that he's essentially Aquaman. But I've been seeing more and more people wanting Namor to be part of the MCU, specifically, um, say, with Black Panther. So, you know, maybe we'll get something like that in the future. Yeah, no, Namor is a very, very, very crucial character to the um, to the Marvel world, especially the comics. Again, Namor was part of one of the best factions in Marvel, the Illuminati that we will never get, but he's <laughs> part of that. Um, You're so salty about that. <laughs> I am, Tia. Like, there's just something that I could never get over. Um, the fact that I'll never get Illuminati and the fact that I'll never get a proper Hulk. I- I'll just never get over those things, but it's, it's, it's whatever. Um, but yeah, no, Namor is a very, very, very great character for Marvel to use. The problem is um, you have to figure out when to use him because it can't be around the same time Aquaman's being used because Aquaman is more notable right now. So a lot of people are going to say, you just took from Aquaman. And that's debatable because you look at Deathstroke and Deadpool, same character. You look at Darkseid and Thanos, same character. Um, so, I mean, they have a lot of characters that just overlap each other. So, I mean, it's going to happen. But if you're Marvel, the best way to do it to prevent um, any issues is to put him in Black Panther. Um, so it's not his own movie. So no one's really paying that much attention to how similar he is to Aquaman. Or, like I said, depending on the history of the characters, vice versa. Um, but, yeah, Dom, uh, what are your thoughts on this rumor? I think, uh, first off, I think Universal is, okay, we, we've seen the Hulk movies that have come out before. I don't think they're anybody's favorite movies. So, if Universal was smart, while the Avengers were at their peak, they would have sold the rights to Disney with maybe some kind of percentage clause in their contract because they're going to want something from them because they know that Disney wants it. Um, I don't, and I don't know why that they're going to sit on it because they're probably not going to make a Hulk movie. And if they do it, it's probably not going to be that great. So they, them sitting on it is just, it's hurting everybody. The, the fans want to see it, and the money that they're not going to make for what they think they're going to make from it. I don't understand their their logic in trying to hold on to it other than just trying to be petty because they're, they're all, you know, it's a business. So, I, I mean, I understand it from that standpoint, but if you want to make money, you want to sell it to them and get a percentage or – if they want to lump some, they'll do that, but I doubt they want that. They want a percentage. But, yeah, it just doesn't really make any sense. And I know at the end of the day they care about the dollar and not necessarily the fans as much. But if <laughs> if we see what people are doing uh, for the release of Snyder Cut, d- don't let people want a Hulk movie. Universal will get shut down, and people will demand them sell it to to Disney. So, yeah, I just think it's kind of a dumb move on their part to just sit on it. Well, their biggest issue is one of their one of their newest rides is the Hulk ride. So, I mean, unless you work that out in the deal, if I'm Disney, ain't no way in hell 
if, if I bought the right. rights to this, I'm letting you keep that ride. I'm putting that ride somewhere right. in Disney. So it's like if I'm Universal, I just spent a shit ton of money making this ride. So I'm not selling it till I feel as though I've made up my revenue or no one uses the ride. Like the the ride is just wasted. Um, so right. I'm like, maybe they worked that out in the deal. Because right now I think Universal has a Spider-Man 4D ride and like an actual Hulk roller coaster. Um, so it's like <laughs> if Marvel gets back or Disney rabbit gets back the rights to both those characters, first thing they're going to tell you is, hey, ah, tear that down. Tear that down right now. <laughs> right now, uh-uh, 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 not happening. So I'm like, it's a business, like you said, but I am one of those people, Dom, that really, really, really loved Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk. I thought that was a really good movie. I had no issues with that movie. I thought, and still to this day, is the best portrayal of Hulk. Him smashing cars and making them into fist gauntlets, Right, right. Him saying Hulk smash in that way that I remember it, or the way that I always envisioned it when I read it in the comics. Mark Ruffalo is doing an amazing job. Don't get me wrong. I just feel as though you can't do the Hulk that I want because it's in Disney. Um, so I'm like, right. I want vicious Hulk. That's why I always wanted World War Hulk. Apparently, I'm the only one that did. Um, so like, <laughs> I want vicious Hulk, and that's what Edward Norton's Hulk gave me. That's why. When he didn't come back, I'm like, okay. And then I saw Avengers, and I'm like, no, that's not the Hulk I remember. He seems a lot more tame <laughs> than yeah. the Hulk that killed Abomination. Um, so I'm like, I don't really like it. I still don't really like the Hulk. I love Mark Ruffalo, but not his Hulk. Um, so I am a huge fan of that uh, Edward Norton Hulk movie. I love it. I can still watch it to this day. Uh, it still has the most confusing in credit scene of all time. Start coming and talking to him at the bar. Like, what if I told you about this event initiative? And it's like, huh? Like, what was General Ross supposed <laughs> to do? Like, what, was, what was his role supposed to be? Um, so I'm curious if Kevin Feige will ever make that, like, pay off. Um, but I truly did enjoy that movie. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I loved it, though. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Dan, I'm going to go to you. What, what are your thoughts on this rumor? Uh, real quick, I'm with you. I enjoyed Incredible Hulk a lot. I thought that was a pretty good movie. Um, I I like the the look of Ruffalo's Hulk, but I like the feel of Norton's Hulk more. Where mm-hmm. he yeah he was more savage. He was the Savage Hulk. Um, yep. But regardless, uh, we've even if it's not true and uh, Universal retains the rights to these characters. We've seen what Marvel could do. They can make a lot out of a little. So they don't necessarily need uh, Submariner for a big movie. They could just have him show up in pivotal roles. I mean, he's he's like a political figure in the comic books. You know, he's he's a brash jerk, and he would fit well with the, uh, with going up against Wakanda or maybe going up against Latveria with Doom. So it's just because it may not be true doesn't mean Marvel doesn't have the wheels turning where, all right, we don't have him for a full movie, but we can still use this to our advantage. Uh, in terms of not retaining the rights to the Hulk, I feel like he's run his course unless 
the, I had heard rumors that Black Widow was going to introduce Red Hulk. Now, I don't – again, that's – it could be furthest thing from the truth, but if you're going to go that route, then yeah, I feel having the, the rights to the Hulk back would be paramount at that point because obviously you have uh, General Ross going up against Banner there. But regardless, I don't think it, it would be a bad thing necessarily if they don't retain the rights. Uh, Namor's not a very big character, so you you could probably ease him into the MCU. Uh, I'm agree in agreement with uh, Tia and the, the rest of you. Have him come into Black Panther 2, start some shit with Wakanda, and go from there. Yeah, I will say, all right, so to what you're hearing about Red Hulk, it's not far from what I'm hearing is uh, the truth. But what I'm hearing is it's not necessarily Red Hulk. It's just introducing to you the Thunderbolt. Um, and oh, okay. I assume somewhere in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we will get an introduction to the Thunderbolt that leads to us getting Red Hulk. But the only issue I have with ever getting Red Hulk is that you've now ruined the Hulk. You giving him glasses and also one arm, um, I just I don't want to see him in anything but a mentor, like a, a mentorship role. Um, because it's like he has That's one true. arm. So it's, what do I want to see with a smart Hulk with one arm? No, I want to see Savage Hulk versus Red Hulk in an all-out battle. That's what I want to see. I'm more interested I now would, in seeing She-Hulk versus um, Red Hulk. I, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I wonder if they're going to go She-Hulk. No, they're doing She-Hulk. They're definitely doing She-Hulk. Um, we'll actually be yeah. getting casting for that uh, before the end of this year. Um, so that, that'll that be a lot of fun. But um, I, I, I agree with you. Hulk's run its course, and it's not because, you know, everything that could be done has been done. No, because you've now ruined the character for me. Like you put him in, right. you put him in a, a, you know, one of those arm things because he lost the use of one arm and you've made him a genius Hulk. So he just finished telling you like the Savage Hulk is gone. I'm the smart guy now. So it's like, ah, oh, this is so horrible. Um, but, <laughs> so, but yeah, um, I, yeah, go ahead, Sam. Couldn't they do something, and again, I, I don't know, you have to help me out with the mythos here, but couldn't they do something where, because the whole thing about Smart Hulk, Professor Hulk, is that Banner said that he decided to stop fighting uh, the Hulk and they merged pretty much, yada, yada. Couldn't you then, if you wanted to go with the Savage Hulk, that Hulk's personality somehow, something happens, where it then becomes dominant again and because of, like, gamma radiation or something, you know, he becomes Savage Hulk again. His arm is repaired because it's not like it blew off or anything. It's just kind of useless at this point. But I don't know, like, maybe they could do something if they really wanted to push it in that direction. Although I do agree with you guys that they probably have felt that the Hulk has ran its course since he's been around since the first Avengers and that they're going to go more in the direction of She-Hulk. Well, I like where your head's at. Only issue with that is we've seen their version of a Savage Hulk in the first Avengers. I don't like that, because it, it that's not, like, you're not going, you're not fully committing to it. If you watch Edward Norton's Hulk, right, just watch the scene 
where they're at the college and he breaks through the glass. Watch that scene beginning to the end of that scene where he takes Betty off to, um, to like the, the rock somewhere or whatever. Watch that whole sequence and then watch when he breaks out of the helicarrier um, when he transforms into the Hulk there. You see that they're both Savage Hulk, but you, you kind of look at one and go, that one seems a lot more savage than the other one that we got. So I'm like, I don't like their version of Savage Hulk. Now, could a director come in and kind of talk Kevin Feige into going a little bit further with the Savage Hulk? Sure. But I also believe Kevin Feige at this point is like, I, I don't really have any interest in doing much <laughs> with the Hulk on his own going forward. So I'm like, at this point, I, I think what we'll see is the Thunderbolt. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they use the Thunderbolts like um, DC uses the Suicide Squad. Um, but that's clearly what they're working up towards. I mean, the fact that um, General Ross is in Black Widow and it's a younger General Ross, a lot of flags get raised in that. So we assume that's, that's what's, what's happening. Um, and maybe General Ross hires Taskmaster as the first member of the Thunderbolts. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff you could play with in that. Um, that I'm sure they are playing with. So you're you're not far off from what you're being uh, from what you're hearing, Dan. Not at all. Um, it just I can tell you now, you probably won't get Red Hulk. In this. I don't think Feige's going that far. Um, not in this movie. Not in this movie. Um, but Thunderbolts definitely are, are probably what's being birthed from this movie. Um, but all right, let's move on. Um, WandaVision to debut in 2020 instead of 2021. Um, the news we got from the trailer that Disney put out for Disney Plus for this year, um, kind of just dropping, like, they were like, all this stuff coming out in 2020, and then you see, you see WandaVision, you're like, wait a minute, didn't Feige just tell us 2021? Um, I was just telling, talking to Joelle about this. I kind of don't like it because I would prefer for it to be closer to when Doctor Strange 2 comes out. Um, so, like, I don't have to go back and watch. Because apparently the last episode of WandaVision is the beginning of um, Doctor Strange 2. Now, again, rumor. Um, but if that is true, I don't want to have to watch the last episode again come May of next year or whenever Doctor Strange 2 comes out. I want it to be fluid. So I want it to be around the same time. That's why, if you watch The Mandalorian, it was crucial you saw the episode where Yoda healed the guy because that's the same thing Ray ended up doing. So they were trying to tell you it goes hand in hand. Um, it would make more sense if you watched The Mandalorian. So it's like, I want that same feel with um, this and Doctor Strange. But whatever. It's coming out this year, probably towards the end of the year, because uh, we got... Falcon and Winter Soldier coming out the end of this year, uh, around fall of this year. Um, so you got a lot of stuff coming this year. It's going to be fun. But uh, Tia, I'm going to start with you. Your thoughts on WandaVision debuting uh, this year instead of next year? To me personally, I think that it's smart because we are seeing a lot online where people are saying, all right, the Mandalorian is done. And that means now I can unsubscribe to Disney+. Plus. So this is a little bit of Disney's way of going, no, 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 no. Don't unsubscribe because we're not only going to have one Marvel show, we're going to have two Marvel shows coming out. 
and I personally am looking forward to it because I will admit that, uh, and I paid for the year, so I got it no matter what. But even I had a little bit of that feeling of, all right, Mandalorian's done. What now with Disney? I I don't want to keep going back and watching like Disney shit. And obviously super excited about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I will admit, we did a talk, I think, what, in the summer when they were first announcing all of the Marvel shows for Disney+. Plus. And I said that probably WandaVision was one that I wasn't as excited for. I want to take that back a little just because of all the things that I've been seeing of it and the concept. I feel that despite the horrific name of the show, I can look past that now and actually be excited for the show's content in general. I am excited that it's going to come out this year as well and that we don't have to wait so long because I already have to wait forever for this freaking Loki show to come out. I would like at least some more Marvel content on Disney Plus other than uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which has to be within my top two most anticipated for Disney Plus's Marvel shows. But yeah, I like it. I thought that that was a good thing um, on Marvel's part to strategize like that, and I don't mind going back and watch it, rewatching it before Doctor Strange too. Uh, all right, so I want to say this: <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people keep forgetting about it. Um, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the final season comes out next month. Um, I think a lot of people forget that the Star Wars fans that are like. What am I going to do till the fall of, of, you know, this year for Disney Plus? Well, Star Wars is coming out. They also have What If, I believe, coming out. Um, so they have some stuff coming. It's just not like tomorrow. Um, so there is still reason, if you're a Star Wars fan, to have Disney Plus. Um, so I want to remind Star Wars fans. Um, <laughs> as far as the name, I've grown on the name because I now think it's a double entendre. I think we are going to see wanda's vision um and to where it's a reality of her own um to where it, it it's not our reality it's not what we know it to be it's what she's portraying it to be so it's her vision of a life that she wants so i'm like it could be a double entendre so like i kind of like it i kind of like it if you look at it like that to where it's wanda's vision um i'm like i, I kind of like that um so i'm like i the name's okay. I mean, at first it seemed really lazy. It's like, hey, you have Wanda, you have Vision. Wanda Vision. It's like, huh? Yeah, I'm still <laughs> in love with it. Yeah, I'm like, I, I sat with it for a while. And it's actually funny, Dom, because what made me think about it that way was actually Battle Rap. Um, like, I heard someone <laughs> like using a double entendre, and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> so, like, I, 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 you know, started paying attention to, obviously, the clip that we're going to talk about. And I'm like, what if, like, what if they were so smart in thinking, like, no, the show's concept is Wanda's vision. Like, not just their names, it's her visions of the life that she wants. I'm like, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm fine with it. I don't hate it anymore. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think we have, what's funny about our, <laughs> what's so funny about everyone that's like, what am I going to do till all these shows come back or these shows come out? No one said that for, for the DC app. And we legit, like, if you only like Doom Patrol, you had to wait a year. If you only like Titans, you had to wait a year. Like, no one was like, what am I going to do with this DC app till then? 
everyone was like, all right, whatever, I'll wait. It's like, why is it with these that we're like, you know, I need it, or I'm going to start killing somebody? It's like, I, it, it's coming. Because <laughs> I didn't pay for the DC app. <laughs> yeah, no one needs to know that. No one needs to know that. Um, I didn't either. I didn't either. I used Joel's. But anyway, um, Dom, <laughs> what, what, is your, what is your thoughts, Dom, on WandaVision being uh, moved up from 2021 to 2020? So uh, first off, I, I, I had the same reaction uh, that Tia did, but then the same revelation that you had is initially I was like, WandaVision, what the hell kind of name? Like, that's, uh, did a five-year-old come up with this? Uh, if I could go to his nation, like, what should the show be called? WandaVision, all right, cool. I owed you a favor, so I'm doing it. But then, like, <laughs> as I got to kind of reading and, and kind of think about it, and then the fact that, like, in the the um, the title of the show, there's the O with the dot, and I was like, is that supposed to be, like, representing the uh, Infinity Stone? It's supposed to be an eyeball? I don't know, but it then... You know, I did start to kind of unravel this. Like, maybe it is Wanda's vision it, since Vision is back. And then, you know, this is supposed to be her fairy tale type of life that she wants to live. Um, as far as that moving it up, it I think it is. It does kind of have to do with people wanting to um, get rid of the app because, I mean, I don't know what people like we saw we all saw the dates of when things were coming out, so I don't know why everybody's so surprised that once the Mandalorian was done that there wasn't going to be any of the newer shows because they told us the dates of everything um but you know we live in a I want everything right now type of society, so I don't know if they just kind of omitted all the information from the brain. It was like, I want it now um <laughs> but there's plenty of shows for them to go back and rewatch, and that's what people do anyway. The people watch reruns a lot. I don't know why they're so mad, but I do think that is why they moved it up. Um, I feel like with them moving that up, I feel like they may move some other things up and back. Can you know they they move in mysterious ways over at uh, <laughs> the MCU and Disney. So um, whatever they're doing, it's it's probably for uh, the best. Yeah, for sure. But I, I think we now know that Disney Plus is like visual drugs um, because people are jonesing, unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, like like you said, Dominic, you said it perfectly. We all knew when these shows were coming out. Like nothing has really changed except for something being pushed up. But we all knew it. And then when it hit us, it was like, nah, hell nah, I ain't waiting. <laughs> I need it now. And it's like, you, you just saw in the summer. <laughs> they said it wasn't coming out, so blah, blah, blah. And you still paid for Disney+. Plus. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. but no, I want it now. Um, so I'm like, all right, okay, all right, crazy. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, I think we're all on the same page. We want these shows. Uh, we want to consume them, uh, mainly because they, they are integral. To this next phase so it's like you know you can't just go oh, I'm only excited for the movies well the movies won't make sense if you don't watch the shows um, so I'm like I, I get it in that sense but I don't mind we have so much other stuff coming out I'm like when it gets here because year goes by fast last year went by so quick I was like I just yeah. felt like I saw the trailer for the Mandalorian and now I'm watching the last episode 
Um, so I'm like, it'll be here before we know it. It'll be here before we know it. But uh, Dan, your thoughts on WandaVision uh, being moved up? Uh, I will never be upset when a project is moved up. Uh, it, it makes me feel confident that Disney knows what they're doing in general. Like, all right, well, we have a product here that it's good to go. We don't need to wait an extra X amount of months. It's ready now. So uh, they have such a track record with these characters that I think they know, you know, not only do we want them, but they know that it's going to succeed. Uh, and I'm, I agree, if you're going to tie this into Doctor Strange 2, you might as well, you know, you want people to watch it and then rewatch it. So I think it's a brilliant move. Uh, I'm excited to see what Wanda does. I think they're going to pull a House of M sort of uh, move here where she misses Vision so much that she creates a parallel dimension or multiple dimensions, and that's what causes Strange to have to kind of maybe uh, bring everything back to reality, and it's not the reality that she wants necessarily. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to – it's tough to say that Disney is making a mistake here. Uh, they have been knocking everything out of the park with what they've done, uh, Disney Plus-wise, Marvel-wise. It's just you kind of just go off of sheer faith. You know, they know what they're doing. So uh, bring it on. I, I I would love for them to move it up even further. But, you know, you can only get so much. That's true. I, as you were saying that, like, I'm just picturing Doctor Strange, like, at home eating a sandwich and then like he just sees reality start to um start to right. start to shift and he's like yo what the hell is going on and like he looks into <laughs> it it's scarlet witch and he's like yo what are you doing he's like i just want a vision back all right well we could have just rebuilt him like you didn't have to now change all of reality <laughs> what is your problem <laughs> like dr strange like yeah, didn't we did we just finish with Thanos? Why would you do this? Like, like can I ever get some vacation time? Like, damn. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is this is hilarious because Doctor Strange is like Thor brought his problems to Doctor Strange. Then ultimately, Loki brought Thanos-sized problems to Doctor Strange. Now Wanda's bringing her love issues to Doctor Strange, and he's just like, you know what? You know, y'all gonna have to give me a break after this. Like after this, I'm gonna need y'all to disappear, something. Uh, cause like I can't, I can't keep doing this, man. Like I, I just can't wait to see his first interaction with her. Like, nah, you gonna help me clean this up? Like for sure. Like, no, no, no. Put your coat on. <laughs> Put your coat on. You coming with me? You coming with me? Well, you know. Uh, say again, Thea. From what I've, I, I, um, go ahead, Thea. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, he's going to be, like, 110% done with everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I, I, heard, I heard a rumor that Wanda is the villain in Doctor Strange 2. No. No, they're flirting with Mephisto. They're flirting with uh, Nightmare. Nightmare? Um, yeah, they're, they're flirting with, with those two characters. Um, Mephisto makes the most sense because in the comics, Mephisto is how she has her children. Um, so I'm like, Mephisto could be where they go. Um, but she's definitely not going to be the villain. I could see, um, where someone could get confused because I could see when Strange comes to clean up her mess, she's not happy about him ruining her, 
a perfect uh, scenario of, of a life. Um, so maybe right. they have a little bit of a, of a fight there, but not, not the villain. Definitely not the villain. Um, it, it's definitely going to be either Nightmare or Mephisto. My biggest question is, if you're Feige or, or Scott Derrickson, are we just going to ignore the fact that you set up um, what's his name, uh, his friend from the first movie to be the, the next villain? Um, are we just going to ignore Baron that? Mordor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Baron Mordor. I'm like, that was your whole end credit scene. Are we just, we're going to pretend that didn't yeah. happen? I mean, I'm cool with it. Just I would like some kind of explanation. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he has anything to do in this movie. I have not heard of him coming back, so I doubt it. But um, I'm, I, I am curious if they explain it. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Now, let's quickly get through these last two so we can talk our, our last decade list. Uh, we got a leaked clip that hints at Quicksilver's return, possibly in WandaVision, uh, her son in a clip that Marvel took down very quickly, might I add you. Um, but Marvel keeps forgetting we have technology so we can save stuff. Um, it was, it was a clip to where her son was obviously arguing with his twin sister um and it was a dare that went along the lines of saying you know wake him up no you wake him up no nah, i don't want to bother our uncle something along the lines of that i'm paraphrasing that's not exactly how it went um but when you say uncle you go well the only un- vision doesn't have a brother only she does so it's like oh is quicksilver back um i will say this i think we are reading into this a lot more than we need to be because this very likely could be a scene where the two of them are kind of like peeking around the corner and we don't actually see who's sitting in the chair. Um, so, I mean, we could be just reading into this because we, a lot of people just desperately want Quicksilver back. And I'm like, I'm not necessarily one of them. Um, I'm one of them. I'm like, it's just, it's, it's a character that they use too soon. Uh, and then it's a character that I got, I got to see done very well in Evan Peters. So I'm like, I'm not in a rush to see Quicksilver again. Like, I, I just got him. Uh, and it was done very well. Um, and, like, Lord knows I don't want Aaron Taylor Johnson to come back with that god-awful accent. So I'm like, keep him dead. <laughs> we just got Wanda out of that accent. We don't need her reverting back. Keep him dead. Um, but, Tia, yeah, very, uh, very quickly, I want us to go very quickly. Your thoughts on um, this leaked clip and the possibility of Quicksilver coming back? I have been wanting Quicksilver to come back since he died in Age of Ultron. I did not like Age of Ultron. Quicksilver was the only thing that I took away from that. Which, by the way, really quick, yesterday we did the top ten where AJ revealed he, too, loved Age of Ultron. So Dom is not alone in his love for Age of Ultron. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I have wanted Quicksilver to come back. The whole idea of splitting up the siblings and getting rid of your speedster, essentially, <laughs> in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I thought was dumb. Um, so when they were first teasing the WandaVision show, I was like, yes, good. But then I think Aaron Taylor Johnson came out and said that he wasn't going to reprise his role um, anytime soon. But, you know, they could just say that because that's what actors do. Um, but I would think that if you have this show where Wanda is manipulating shit, then, okay, yes, obviously she wants the love of her life to come back but wouldn't she also want her twin sibling to come back as well? It's just, to me, if she's making her own reality where she has her, her love, she has children, 
it to me only seems logical that she would also bring back her brother and she can bring him back without the stupid accents. Be like, Hey buddy, remember when we had that dumb accent? I don't have it anymore. I brought you back without it, so we're all good. Yeah, but that's my issue to you. You have the accent. There is no such thing as you completely losing. Like in if you watch in game again when she was talking to Thanos, it's as if Age of Ultron never happened. It's as if she was like born born in like New York or something. It was like, where did that accent go? Did she get so angry she forgot she had it? Um, so I'm like, I, I don't need two of them there to remind me that an accent exists and we're just ignoring it. Um, so I'm like, I mean, but then again, I also don't want any more mutants being brought into the the uh, you know the picture till we get mutants. Once we get mutants, you could bring back Quicksilver, Silver Quick, Quick and Sil- whatever. You can bring them back then. Not now. Not now. Wait. Wait until her dad comes. What I actually would like is that she tears a hole in the fabric of um, of reality, and that's how we get the um, the X Men. And through that, we get um, Magneto. And in his world, Quicksilver is alive, but Scarlet Witch is dead. So when he comes here. They find out Quicksilver's dead, but Scarlet Witch is alive. And then you play along, you play around with that, and that's how you could say there's no accent because that's not even the same Quicksilver. That's how I want you to bring Aaron Taylor Johnson back um, because that would be the best way to do it. Um, if, if they even keep Magneto white, if they don't, like you throw you throw my whole logic out of the out of the window, but um. That's how I want to see it done. I don't want to see you bring him back like this. I'd rather it just be he's sitting in the chair. We don't necessarily need to see him. Um, it's just a little joke that they have to kind of like just poke at the fact that they're thinking about bringing him back. That's where I think you should lose it. But um, all right, okay. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have, we're, we're gonna expand on this definitely, Tia. Don't worry, this isn't the last time me and you talking uh, Quicksilver. But um, Dom. Your thoughts on uh, the leak clip and the hint that Quicksilver could possibly return in WandaVision? Yeah, I my I think the biggest thing for me is just the uh, where what does it lead to? Not just the Quicksilver, but the, is it are these? Because I know that she eventually, you know, they're they're twins, and it's like what Wiccan and Speed or something like that. Yeah. So are the are they eventually going to be established? heroes or is it just gonna if this is just her vision are they not gonna exist once it you know dr strange possibly pulls her out like that's my that's the thing for me is that you know i I would assume that the characters are not gonna stay uh kids for very long uh you know especially Mm -hmm. since it looks like you know she's living in the 50s and you know her next door neighbors will leave it to beaver um so I wonder if, you know, they're going to stay kids or if they're going to be established or, or they, are they going to, you know, exhibit any powers or is her life simple to where no one's powerful? So I, that's that's the big thing for me. Uh, Quicksilver, I do like Evan Peters' version better, so I like your theory of how they could do it. And I, I would really love that one to come back. Um because that's the way that they that Fox was able to like portray him and his his movements and whatnot. Um, but yeah, that's that's for me. I I, I want to know if he's um, if the the twins are actually gonna be actual 
established heroes or are they just going to be kind of a a one-time thing? Well, what I'm hearing is that these kids age rapidly. Um, obviously not like by the day, um, but a lot quicker than humans age. And apparently they could be looking at these two kids to be in the future Young Avengers. Um, so maybe mm-hmm. even team up with Ant-Man's daughter, team up with Peter, maybe team up with Fury, um, if they decide to do Riri. So I'm like, they could be part of the Young Avengers. If they aren't real now, there's a really good chance they'll, they will be real soon. Um, and I, I just, personally, what I hated about Quicksilver in, in Age of Ultron was this wasn't accurate. Like, I mean, Joel tells me I should read more comics than just the Ultimates, but the Ultimates are the best comics. And in the Ultimates, Quicksilver runs so fast, he could peel flesh off your body. Like, and I'm like, his speed just kind of seemed like rudimentary. It was like the Flash looked better than, like, the Flash on CW looked better than that Quicksilver. Um, so I'm like, unless you're going to do him right, take your time. There's no need to rush to bring him back. Like I said, I gave a great scenario on when you, on how you could bring him back. It doesn't have to be now. Um, so I'm like, just don't rush it. Don't rush it at all. Um, but yeah, Dan, uh, your thoughts on the leaked clip and the possibility of Quicksilver returning. I actually have not seen the leaked clip. Unfortunately, that was, it was brought to my attention too late. Uh, but if you're bringing Quicksilver back, I think it should really just be in a uh, flashback scenario. Or, again, if we're going with the whole House of M uh, idea, then she's creating her perfect world. She's got her brother back. She's got her love interest back. I don't want to see him play a huge role. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I was not a huge fan of his portrayal in uh, Age of Ultron, but I loved Age of Ultron. And I'm not a big fan of bringing people back from the dead regardless. I like that because it, it cheapens their sacrifices. So yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather see them stay dead. Uh, but again, I, he was such a minor role. I guess they feel, you know, if you're going to bring someone back, bring him back. But we'll see. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't like the idea of bringing him back, but Again, I'm I'm like I follow blindly. So if they do it, I'm not. It's not going to ruin the show for me. But I I would just rather see it as a back uh, flashback type thing. Maybe them as children, or her hoping, her wondering what their life could have been, sort of uh, sort of vibe. And that that's really it for for what I think about that. It it's it's not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And if you bring Quicksilver back from the dead, then I don't want to hear anybody complain when I say, I want, when they finally do X-Men versus the Avengers, I want Cap back and I want Iron Man back. I better not hear not one person complain. <laughs> not one. Not one. Everybody seemingly wants this character that was very boringly portrayed um, in Age of Ultron to come back alive. So, Bring the heart of the MCU back. Bring Tony back so I can get my uh, my Illuminati and I can get him back to face off against the X-Men. I'm just saying. Words both ways. I'm just saying. Say it again, Dan. I'm with you on the Illuminati. Getting them together would be pretty great. Yeah, man. Yeah. Because they have all the characters to do it now. And I'm like, you finally get all the characters and you now want to kill – 
same thing, same problem I have with with uh, them doing the uh, the Mandarin the proper way. I'm like, you waited till Tony died to give us a good Mandarin? Like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of backward thinking is that? Um, but I'm sorry, go yeah. ahead, Tia. You were saying something. Oh no, I was only saying that I actually don't want Tony to come back just because then, as Dan said, I feel like that sort of sacrifice will be cheapened. It's the same reason why James Dunn has said that he would not ever bring back Yondu because then his sacrifice um, wouldn't have as much of an impact. Thea, Thea, how do you think Quicksilver died? That was a sacrifice. It, but he wasn't as pivotal or as important as, say, Tony or even Yondu was. I'm just saying, like, Tony made the ultimate sacrifice. Like, that, that was the ultimate, day as that was the ultimate sacrifice. A guy he barely knew that he was trying to kill a week ago. No, I'm sorry. That's a stretch. 48 hours ago, he risked his life for. And if he did not do that in that moment and Hawkeye and that kid die, that could have had lasting implications. I mean, Hawkeye was pivotal in, in this, in, in Endgame. So I'm, it's like there's no I'm Hawkeye. I'm okay with Hawkeye having died. I'm okay with Hawkeye having died. You know I don't like him. Uh, but well, Iron Man, I'm just saying, we had him for 10 years. You know, we had him for 10 years. It's time for the new wave of advent, uh, of Avengers. The Quicksilver yeah. we had for like 10 minutes. Tia, you cannot differentiate a, sa- a sacrifice is a sacrifice, okay? Sacrifice is a sacrifice. Yondu dying changes nothing for the MCU. Only Peter Quill. Only Peter Quill. Quicksilver dying changes nothing for the MCU. Only Hawkeye. So it's like a sacrifice is a sacrifice. Tony sacrificed himself, but it very likely could have been anyone else. Sacrifice is a sacrifice. You bring Quicksilver back to you, I'm telling you right now, I'm getting all those Snyder Cut fans to back me on getting Tony back. And you know how you know how vicious that Snyder Cut is. I'm getting them to back me up to get Tony back. We're starting to petition and everything. Bring Quicksilver back, but not Tony. Ugh. Anyway, let's move on. Um, New Mutants gets a release date and reportedly will be released as is. And apparently, we were just... Uh, updated that we will be getting a trailer tomorrow for this movie that literally no one cares about. I even heard one of the actors just go, I, I don't really care anymore. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's nothing else we could do with it after this, so who cares? That's exactly how I feel. This movie should be in a garbage somewhere. In a garbage. Wasting time on this stupid movie. Anyway, Tia, your thoughts on the release date um, <laughs> and the fact that we get a trailer tomorrow. I mean, I'm actually excited when the trailer originally came out. I thought it was a really good concept. I understand that there's nothing that can be done moving forward. So, yes, essentially a quote-unquote is a throwaway movie, but it was made, money was put into it, um, and I think that at the very least it, it deserves to be released. Now, I still believe that um, we had talked about this months ago, that it should – have been a Hulu movie. I don't think that it should be getting a theatrical release just because, I mean, there, there are people I talked about on the top 10, and AJ was like, hell yeah, I'm going to go to the theater to go see this. So I'm like, you know, there is the demographic of those who will go to the movies to see New Mutants. But um, as, as far as, you know, 
not having a future because it's a Fox remnant, I think that it still deserves to get a release. I don't, and I don't. My garbage can isn't filled right now, so I have plenty of room for it. That movie does not deserve to to. Sh- First of all, it doesn't deserve to be made because the director and the studio itself went through so many revisions of that movie because they weren't confident in the the final product that they had. So I'm like, if you weren't confident, why should I be confident? I don't care. Like, throw it in the garbage. Like, I got now. If you're telling me that Kevin Feige is open to bringing these, these exact actors back and these characters back, then by all means, you know, let, let's talk about it. But we know that's not the case. He'll probably never in his life use the new mutant. So it's like, all right, throw it in the garbage. I mean, like, if you if they didn't make this movie, I'm telling you right now, no one would care. A year would go by, no one would care. So I'm like, if that's the case, throw it in the garbage. It's just unnecessary. But anyway, Dom, your thoughts on new mutant? Um, getting a release date and the fact that we're getting a trailer for it apparently tomorrow. So I didn't see Brightburn, but I heard probably the most mixed reviews I've heard for a superhero movie or superhero type movie um, because since it was a horror film and I feel like trying like trying to portray a superhero film as, you know, superhero horror, I don't know if that, I don't know if it were, I haven't, like I, said, I haven't seen Bright Warren, so I can't really speak on too much, but I just don't know if it works with certain characters the way they're trying to do it. I, and, I, and I don't know if, you know, since Wolfsbane is a character, I don't know if you're going to try to make this whole werewolf type thing a big thing in the movie. Um, I heard that Mr. Sinister is supposed to be in there. I would be excited to see Mr. Sinister, but if it's not going to be used again, that would be very that would be very sad for them to waste a great character like that for a movie that they're not going to follow up on with the characters. So I just kind of have to wait and see. Um, I initially, when I first saw it, it, the the name because it's a new music, I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. But then seeing the preview, I wasn't really too impressed on what it showed uh, or what and what it could possibly turn out to be. But, I mean, curiosity will lead me to see it. So I guess that, you know, I I don't know. It's kind of up in the air for me. Yeah, my issue is I was extremely excited for this movie. It was one of my more – it was my – exactly my take for most interested in um, when it was originally supposed to come out. And then after all of this hoopla, I'm like, I just don't care anymore. But, um, Dan, what are your thoughts about New Mutants getting a release date and us to expect the trailer, Mom? I, I'm excited just out of sheer uh, curiosity. I mean, this this has a sort of Superman Lives type of aura around it now. It's, it's getting to that point where, you know, will, will they, won't they sort of uh, vibe? But I, I, I rewatched the trailer, uh, the the first trailer recently, and uh, I mean it, it looks it looks interesting, uh, like a psychological horror type of feel to it. So I'm I'm always on board for that, and I'm with Tia. I kind of hope that it succeeds. Just to just to spite all that's been going on around it, I would love to see more of a, a 
of these types of movies made with uh, superheroes. But, I mean, I, I feel like it has too much of a negative negative press going for it already. It's been pushed back forever. So it, it's definitely an uphill fight for New Mutants. But I'm going to go see it. Uh, I'm excited for it. Not, I, I realize you are not <laughs> with the uh, your garbage can uh, comments. And I, I, I hope it changes you. I, I would want to see you there and maybe say, like, oh, all right, maybe it wasn't so bad, but it, it's it's going to be tough. I don't I don't have a lot of hope in it, but I, I think it it has an outside chance. I'll say that. My, My only thing is that I was just going to say really quick: if you want to look at New Mutants in a in a positive light, okay, so it comes out right, and despite all the odds, it's actually successful. People like it. While maybe Kevin Feige decides not to do anything with it moving forward, it could show him that people will enjoy a horror movie, superhero movie. That way there are more horror movie aspects in Doctor Strange 2. This way Kevin Feige does not hold back and he does not uh, kind of reduce the horror movie aspect because Originally, they came out saying that Doctor Strange 2 was going to be a horror movie, and then he sort of redacted that and said that there's going to be aspects that it's not going to be a horror movie. And if New Mutants comes out and it actually gets a lot of praise, then this could show Kevin Feige that he doesn't need to necessarily be afraid of coming out with a horror movie within the MCU. Well, here's the thing about that, Tia. Kevin Feige saw this movie. He saw it because he gave it, you know, his quote-unquote stamp of approval to be released. So he saw it, and he still decided to redact the fact that Doctor Strange will not be a horror movie. That tells us everything I need to know. So my mind won't be changed based off of if it does well, mainly because we all agreed Venom was not that, not that good of a movie, but it made a lot of money. So it's like we've seen bad movies make a lot of money. Thor The Dark World made a lot of money. Not a good movie. So this could be a bad movie that still makes a lot of money. So I'm like, I don't really know how that will sway any any decision. Because to him, he feels as though horror movies not really what we need, uh, nor what we want. So we're going to give you aspects of it, but we're not going full-on horror. Um, which to me makes sense because it's all based off of what villain you use. If they're not using Nightmare, then I don't need it to be a horror movie. But if they are, then I am really curious on why it's not. So, I mean, all of this is a, is a waiting game. I, like, I think what, what's being confused here a little is I'm not hoping that this movie is bad. Like, that's not what I'm hoping at all. I'm just saying I am at the point to where it's like I've waited long enough. I could wait longer till it's out on DVD. I'm not in a rush to go see this. I wasn't in a rush to see Dark Phoenix. Really glad I didn't spend money on that. Um, cause once I saw it, I was like, yeah, that's why I didn't run to the theaters to go see it. So I kind of feel like New Mutants will probably be the same thing. It'll probably be watchable, but nothing I needed to spend money on. So that's where I'm kind of putting my, my head at. This will go on Disney+. Plus. That'll probably be where I watch it. And then, you know, if it's good, it's good. I'll, go, I'll tell you guys. Um, but if it's bad, I will be here with my pom-pom saying I told you so. Um, but all right, let's move on. Uh, I want us to get into our 
our decade list. I just want us to go through. I want us to go through uh, what our picks are. Um, so for this decade list, we're doing best superhero, best superhero movie, best superhero show, best superhero actor slash actress, best superhero trailer, best superhero movie letdown, best superhero fight scene, best superhero entrance, uh, best underrated villain, and best villain. So I'm going to start with you, Tia. What you got for best superhero? My best superhero is going to be Captain America. I'm going to be really like plain Jane there. I mean, you can't go wrong with it. I mean, <laughs> Captain America has grown on me tremendously. Because I thought that first movie was so boring. Um, and then Winter Soldier was like, whoa. that This, mm-hmm. whoa. Like, oh, my God. And then from there, it was just like... I love them. I mean, the only issue I've ever had with Captain America is he's not pulling down a helicopter. That was just excessive. That was just to show <laughs> the ladies Chris Evans' muscles, and it was like, all right, this is this is a not complaining. <laughs> I was like, all right, hold on, this is this is a bit of a stretch, but all right. Anyway, uh, Dom, uh, best superhero. I picked Iron Man. Uh, after, you know, uh, Endgame, what he did, his sacrifice, it solidified it for me for him personifying what a superhero is supposed to be. Fair enough. I'm with you, brother. Um, Dan, best superhero? I'm keeping it Marvel, with the, like the rest of you. I'm going to go Thor. Uh, he started out awful, and then he became one of the best in my opinion, one of the best figures in the Avengers, just his story arc was, it came out of nowhere. And I loved what they did with the character and Chris Hemsworth knocked it out of the park. I am really upset with you because I thought I was going to be the only one to pick Thor. Um, and then you came and picked Thor. So I'll be stuck with that for a little bit. I'm going to go with, ooh. I can't even do anyone from DC. All oh, this stuff. Um, damn. I, I I guess I just gotta agree with you. I gotta go Thor. The biggest reason I went Thor was because no one had a better comeback. Um, his first two movies super shaky. Reinvented himself, stole the show in Infinity War. To me, stole the show in Endgame, and now he gets his fourth movie first MCU character to get uh to get four movies. So I'm like, this guy is it. This is the guy. Um but alright, let's move on. Best superhero movie. Tia, you're up. The Cap- Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um still to this day number one on my MCU list. Alright, fair enough. Uh Dom, what you going with? Uh I have Infinity War. Uh it's kind of a the childhood dream come true. You have all your heroes uh, in a big, huge movie fighting together, but then you also have the twist, and they actually lose. And seeing the bad guy win to lead on to something bigger just made it uh, put over the top. I will say, Dom, I definitely told you that we're not allowed to add Avengers movies, but since we're short on time, I'm going to let you keep it. But I will want you to pick a non-Avengers. They're just they're such a cheat code. You know what I'm saying? They're a cheat code. They're like if you start to play 2K and you pick the Golden State Warriors from like last year, that's a cheat code. Like no, like pick someone hard. Um, but no, I mean I, I'm with you. I mean your reasoning to why. I mean no one thought the bad guys were gonna lose. 
I mean, if you if you read the comics, you maybe had an idea, but even still, we've just never seen it really done before. Star Wars flirted with it, but it wasn't like Vader killed Luke. Like if he had killed Luke, it would have been like, whoa, what? <laughs> like, what what's gonna happen next? Um, so I'm like, this was the ultimate. Like, no, your your heroes are gone. Like, what do you do now? Um, so I mean, I I understand where you're coming from with that. Uh, Dan, what you got? All right, from uh, this is tough because I I'm coming at this from just a specific like overall film wise like this was a great film and not just a great superhero movie. I'm going Logan. I think it's it was very it was very raw emotional. Uh, I was not expecting what they were gonna pull off with that, and I le- I felt all the feels in that movie. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm 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 definitely with you on that. I originally had Iron Man because it was just the granddaddy of the mall, right? You just can't go wrong with that. But since you went outside of the box with Logan, I'm going Watchmen. Uh that was one of the only superhero movies that made me feel, made me hate, made me love, made me very confused, um, and also made me disgusted seeing a naked blue guy. Um so it was just it, it gave me so many different emotions, but it was it's still to this day is in my top five best superhero movies or comic book movies rather. Sorry, because there's a difference. Comic book movies of all time. Um, like I put Watchmen and Logan like at the top, um, and everything else just kind of finds its own spot. But Watchmen is up there for me because that possibly will always be Zach's best project. Um, I don't think he could ever necessarily top that. Um, so I'm going Watchmen. But all right, let's move on. Best superhero show. You're up to you. Daredevil. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm gonna just throw it out there. Daredevil is the same for me. Uh, Dom, uh, what you got? Uh, mine may not be the best aesthetically, um, but I like the tie-ins, and mine is um, Agents of Shield. Oof. Uh, you lost me on that one, Dom. I only watched the season of the Ghost Rider. Like, that was all I could do. I was like, mm, what, Josh Whedon? This is crazy. So, like, I saw the season with Ghost Rider, and I'm like, if all the seasons were like this, they would have had me from day one. But, no, I I respect it, man. I respect it. You're keeping your Josh Whedon uh, loyalties on you, man. Age of Ultron, <laughs> uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're keeping them loyalties heavy. I respect that. Um <laughs> Dan, uh, what you going with? Jessica Jones, season one. Ooh. I would argue season three is almost as good as season one, but that season one was revolutionary for so many reasons. Uh, um, it I, was, I was not expecting how good that was going to be. Unbelievable. I am so with you, man. I mean, it found a way to bring um, – I, I always say this word wrong – femininity. I think I said that correctly. Um, but it did it to where it wasn't in your face. It was just making you aware. Like Supergirl, my problem with Supergirl is it's like, all right, this is becoming political. Like you're not really teaching me anything. You're just becoming like uber aggressive towards guys. (laughs) It's like relax a little bit. Um, Jessica Jones didn't do that. It just showed you how toxic, um, how toxic it can be, um, how toxic Mm -hmm. it is. And it was also showing you the positive ways to rise above it. Um, and it was making so many different things, um, 
you know, uh, important things aware. And I loved what they did. Kristen does not get enough uh, credit for how well she did in seasons one specifically, but in season three also, how she tied it off. She was spectacular in season three. But yeah, no, I'm with you. That is very, very much slept on this season one of Jessica Jones. Um, I'm with you. And since you went such out of the box for your pick, and I love it, I'm changing mine. Tia, you're alone on Daredevil. I'm going Watchmen <laughs> season one. Watchmen, <laughs> wow. What a way to attack so many different fronts, especially racism. Loved how they did it. It was beautiful. Wasn't in your face. It was informative, uh, not destructive, and I love it. So I'm going Watchmen. I like everyone's pick. Can't go wrong. All right, next up, best superhero uh, actor and actress, one of each. Tia, you're up. Um, does this just do the movies, or can we include the shows as well? You can include the shows, whichever you want. Okay, so so for actor, I'm going to do John Bernthal as Frank Castle. Uh, and as far as actress goes, I was thinking about it, and I'm I'm going to pick Elizabeth Olsen as uh, Wanda Maximoff. I really like her transformation throughout the movie. Yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong. She's had a great evolution, minus the, the, the accent. She's had a great evolution, and I can't wait to see how much more she evolves in WandaVision and then in Doctor Strange, too. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And apparently... Um, Kevin Feige says this for everybody, but apparently she's now currently the strongest in the MCU. I mean, only like eight months ago, he said it was Captain Marvel. So I don't know how much stock we want to put in Kevin Feige. Um, but I mean, that's high praise. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm completely with you. Um, Dom, you're, oh, wait, Tia, did you give an actor and actress? I said um, John Bernthal as Frank Castle. Got you. Got, I should have just assumed that, but I got you. Um, <laughs> Dom. Dom, you next up. Um, actor, actor, I'm gonna go. Um, Tom Holland. Uh, that's one of the you know the most accurate representations of what I believe I wanted to see out of a Spider-Man. And then for actress, I'm gonna go Scarlett Johansson for the same reason that you guys picked Thor. It's just that seeing where she had came from to where she ended. Or it hasn't ended yet because she has the the movie, but um, yeah, like I just like the the progression and we got more storyline for and yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it, I'm I'm personally not a fan of, of Black Widow, but you can't deny the impact she's had. Um, and you know, I I think she's doing great things with this Black Widow movie. So yeah, no, I I definitely agree with you on that. Um, sorry, Dan. Uh, wait. Did you say an actor? Why do I always miss everyone saying an actor? Did you say an actor, Dom? Yeah, Tom Holland. Okay. I don't know why actors are always miss me, but actresses I hear perfect. Um, Dan, let's see if I can fix it with you. Uh, <laughs> best actor, act, uh, actor and actress. All right. So actor i'm not going outside of the box on this one unfortunately i'm going to be a little bit more uh you know i i think this a lot of people would probably say the same thing uh, i'm going to say robert downey jr iron man he's the guy who started it all man he's and everywhere he goes he exudes that 
that Tony Stark, uh, that confidence and that he's, he's just uber cool. So it, it, to me, it's tough to find someone who I think is better, but, um, actress, I'm going with Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Uh, she was badass, man. Uh, I was not looking forward to that movie that much, but she exemplifies Wonder Woman. She was a great pick. I'm very excited for 1984. Uh, I mean, she's awesome. I I think they nailed the only casting that they nailed was her. Ben, whoa, all right, that's a whole nother episode. Um, I I stepped into that and I'm like, yeah, I whoa, what? No, he's dissing Ben. I no. agree, Dan. Um, I no. agree. No, 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 nope, not even. But what? They definitely, Damn. they definitely that's didn't now, cast a good cast. That's now, just so you know, that's Friday's Geeks Instagram. Best casting. <laughs> that's what we're doing now. Thank you for that, Dan. I appreciate that. Um, I need two hours to present. Um, all right. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't go. I'm going. Um, it's a tie for me. I'm going Regina King and Kristen uh, Ritter. Um, I just think you can't get any better than the performances those two gave in their uh, in their respective season one. Um, I don't even think anyone comes close. Um, they just they broke they they set new ground uh, for for topics that just weren't being talked about, especially in the comic book world. Um, as far as shows, uh, shows or really movies. Um, so I'm going with those two as my tie. I'm kind of cheating there. And for male, I'm going Hugh Jackman. Logan was a masterpiece, but that movie isn't a masterpiece if Hugh Jackman doesn't bring his A game. I mean his A-plus game. I thought he was, he did such a good job in Logan, it should have been nominated because it never really felt like a superhero movie. Um, and the acting from him was superb. Him and Patrick Stewart alike. Um, so I, I think we need to put more respect on Hugh Jackman's name. Um, so I'm going Hugh Jackman for actor and actress. I'm going Kristen Ritter and Regina King. Um, but all right, let's move on. Best superhero trailer. This one I want you guys to have fun with. You can go off of the first trailer that I released or the second or third, whatever. Uh, but Tia, best superhero trailer. Oh, man, I cheated so much here. I have Thor Ragnarok, Endgame, Infinity War, Wonder Woman 84, and Punisher Season 1. Well, all right. Tia obviously <laughs> saw me cheat and said, hold my beer. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dom, what, what are you going with? I picked Deadpool. The whole marketing campaign that they did for all the different types of trailers and tie-ins with commercials, and even for the second Deadpool, I thought was genius. Fair enough. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, Dan, what are you picking? Uh, my... Mine is actually Man of Steel. Uh, when I saw that trailer, I was so hyped up for this movie. The music in the background, and you actually saw Superman fighting someone. I was like, God, this, this looks so cool. I mean, you even had the part where Henry Cavill, like, bursts through the door, and he's on fire, and it, he's just like, you just see his his physique. And just like, man, I want to be that guy. So, the movie overall disappointed me, but I love that trailer. That trailer is, it, it's so good. 
you've made Kanan happy and angry at the same exact time. Like, he's going to hear this and go, how dare he, but he's a smart individual. Um, <laughs> um, uh, for my trailer, I'm going BVS. I don't care what anyone says about the movie itself. When you saw that trailer, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman all together, you thought, this is it. We're finally getting it. Uh, it was a masterful trailer. Um, I've never felt so many goosebumps than I did seeing, do you bleed? You will. Like that, oh, oof, oof. Still get goosebumps thinking about that scene. Um, great trailer by Zach. Great trailer. Um, all right, let's move on. We got seven minutes. So let's move on. Um, biggest superhero movie letdown. Tia, starting with you. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, Tom, <laughs> uh, we know yours won't be that, but, but you're up. <laughs> uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Wow. Let down it isn't even the word. That is like an abomination. That was what the f- what happened? I remember I saw that movie on on my iPod, uh, the unfinished version. Did anyone else get the unfinished version before it came out in theaters? Yes, it was really bad. Yeah. It was yeah. got. Here, here's the thing that was bad about it, Dan. When you see the movie, it's not that much better. It's not that <laughs> right. much better. Um, so I'm like, this is so bad. Um, yeah, I, I think it's definitely a tie between that and Ang Lee's Hulk. It's like, what the hell happened? Um, <laughs> Dan, what are you going with? Big, man, biggest disappointment to me is Batman v Superman. Uh, I was very, very excited for that movie, and I, I went to the premiere of it with a buddy of mine, and we both left and just we didn't speak to each other for the whole train ride home. And we kind of shook hands and we left. And it was just like, we'll never speak of this again. Wow. I remember when I left it, I said, I said on Facebook Live, this might have been one of the greatest superhero movies I've ever saw. And then I saw it again. And I said, you got to erase that first video. This was one of the more entertaining <laughs> superhero movies I've ever seen, but it definitely wasn't the best. And I remember I had said it because Joel reminds me every year around the same time. I went on Facebook and I said BVS is going to be better than Civil War. And I don't care what anyone says, before that movie came out and before critics saw it, but after that first trailer, a lot of people thought the same way. But um, alright, I'm going for best superhero trip. Wait, did I do mine? No, I didn't do mine. Did I? Yeah, I did do mine. All right. Um, I don't remember now. I'm so confused. We're just going to move on. I'm going to assume that I did mine. Um, oh, no, no. Best superhero movie letdown. I didn't do that. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go Justice League. I mean, we finally got what we've been waiting, I don't know, eons for, um, and you ruined it. <laughs> I mean, like, spectacularly ruined it. So, yeah, that was bad. And no, I don't need a Snyder Cut to make up for it. Um, all right. Best superhero fight scene. Tia, you're up. Elevator fight scene from The Winter Soldier. Ooh, can't go wrong on that. All right, Dom, you're up. That's mine, too. That fight scene is one of the... I always go back to it. No matter if it's a superhero movie or just an action movie, that that scene is like an iconic scene. All right, um, Dan, you're up. 
uh, I know you said no Avengers movies, but I'm just I'm taking I'm nitpicking the Doctor Strange versus Thanos fight. I I love that in Infinity War. I thought that was awesome. Fair enough. Uh, I will say this. I have two. I'm going to raise you, TN Dom, because I don't even think that was the best fight scene in that movie. The best fight scene in that movie was on the street, where it was Bucky versus Cat, hand-to-hand. I still have not seen a better hand-to-hand fight in a superhero movie than that. That was intense. That whole sequence of when they first blew up the car and they were sliding on the car door, um, that whole sequence was epic. But if more specifically, that hand-to-hand fight between Cap and Bucky, beautifully done. Um, I'll also go warehouse scene. That warehouse scene was Batman. What the hell? That was beautiful. He was using gadgets. He was breaking knees. He was putting knives in you. I love that. Beautifully done. Good job, Zach. That's definitely up there. And then we have to mention the hallway scene of Daredevil. That was fantastic. Uh, yeah. uh, I think the one cut that it was... De- oh, oh, beautiful. Um, I'd even say it topped itself with season two, where he had the... the uh, was it the chain wrapped around his his, uh, his hand or whatever? Um, just to start oh, it at... Yeah. Just started that scene when he goes to shoot the gun at the guy and it doesn't go and you see him kind of smirk and go and then gets right into it. Beautiful. Um, all right, let's move on. We got two minutes. Uh, best superhero entrance. Tia, you're up. I'm cheating here. It's going to be Thor's entrance in Infinity War. Fair enough. Dom, you're up. Mine is uh, Spider-Man's entrance in Civil War. Beautiful one. I still get giddy seeing that. Dan, you're up. Uh, I'm going to say Evan Peters Quicksilver in I forget which it's the second X-Men movie that he's in when he uh, he goes into the, the school to uh, yeah. Sweet Dreams. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah, no, that's a great one. I'm going Batman's entrance in the warehouse. Um, that still gives me chills. Um, that whole sequence is just like, oh, no, he's here. This is Batman. This is what I've been waiting for. Uh, all right, let's move on. Best underrated villain. Tia, you're up. I think I know yours, but you're up. Uh, this is going to be kind of like like over there, but actually Darren Cross from Ant-Man. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going with. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Darren what I thought you were going with. Darren Cross under Tom Barnfall for me. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm definitely with you, T. I'm definitely with you. Uh, Dom, uh, who you got? I'm going, uh, I know he's a bigger villain, but he doesn't get as much uh, recognition in this role. Uh, Michael Fassbender's Magneto. Yeah, no, that's fair. I don't know how underrated he is, but I guess you could make a case. He's not mentioned enough, but yeah, I guess that's underrated. Um, Dan, who you going with? I'm going Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Kurt Russell's Ego. Ooh, okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, let me see what I got in here. I'm going OG of it all. Obadiah Thane. No one ever talks about Obadiah Thane, but he killed it in that first Iron Man movie. Um, really kind of strutting his stuff in that. I would love to have seen him survive and seen how he could have developed that rivalry with Tony. 
But um, all right. Very quickly, we got ten seconds. Best villain, Tia, you're up. Loki. Uh, Dom, you're up. Bane. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! Uh, uh Dan, you're up. Dom, we gotta talk. Dan, you're up. Loki. Uh, I'm with I'm with Tia. I'm going Loki. All right, I'm going. Let me see. I gotta open my notes. Hold on. I got two seconds. I'm going General Zod. He was amazing in Man of Steel. I'm going General Zod. Uh, Geek Vibes Nation, I want to thank Dan, Dom, and Tia for joining me for an all-new episode, the first one of the year. Thank you guys for joining me, and we will see you guys same time, same place next week. Peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.